a quick note for the Warriors All-82 listeners who are going through uh, this frozen standstill time really across the globe like all of us are. Uh, no Warriors basketball games to recap, obviously, uh, for the near future. Uh, but there still will be occasional podcasts dropped into this Warriors All-82 feed over the next weeks, months, wh- however long this lasts. Uh, and I will start with this one. It is a synced, uh, you know, cross feed with the Warriors All Eight or uh, Warriors Plus Minus podcast with Marcus Thompson, Tim Kawakami, and Ethan Strauss. We recorded this um, on Tuesday of this week, and it just kind of talking about um, just the the Warriors moving through. Uh, what is this crazy time with the coronavirus? So here is that podcast. If you already listen on the Warriors Plus Minus feed, you don't have to. But if you haven't, here it is. Plus Minus. Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit. Plus Minus. That is a word right there. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? Plus Minus. Yeah, like, like Marcus Thompson. Marcus always tell the truth. Plus minus. The only thing that I would say to Ethan Strauss is that he's a pretty damn good reporter. Um, he's well plus respected. Minus. I think you got the highest plus minus in the season. Welcome to Quarantine Plus Minus. I am Marcus Thompson. We are with we got a we got a full squad. We got a new addition. I think can we can we uh, can we officially say Anthony Slater is a part of Warriors Plus Minus since all eighty two won't be around for a while. Are you are you on the team Slater? I'm just here to steal the content and then put it on the Warriors. All there you go. Quarantine That's rules. Right. Quarantine rules. Nah, I, I feel like I feel like you got to be uh, officially a part of. We're just gonna fold you in. We, we're a conglomerate who just ate you up. So now you're Warriors plus minus. I want to see him do the last games of the season just based on what he thinks would have happened. That's what <laughs> I want. You really want me to talk about a, a seventeen point loss in Toronto? That yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventeen Dude, point that, loss. That, that would show such commitment. That would show such. I mean, can commitment. we use, we can use win probabilities and stuff, right, to figure it out? I can play on like, <laughs> like NBA uh, Live or something. Dra- Dragon oh. Bender, he went two of seven. Uh, <laughs> you know, he showed some flashes, but really couldn't hit the open three. And the Warriors decided not to uh, pick up his uh, next ten day, and he will be on the free agent market. <laughs> hey, I'd, I'd come on that pod. <laughs> yeah, I would too. That sounds I'd great. Be, I'd be on that. It'd be fun. Matter of <laughs> fact, let's just do it now. Imaginary eighty-two, we'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, can we get a quick update? How are you guys doing? What's your life like? Um, it's hectic in a weird way, uh, because there's a lot of preparation before you settle in. And yesterday was, um, I think there was a lot of panic yesterday just because the order came down that, uh, it's shelter in place for the six counties of the Bay area that comprise over 6 million people. And people start freaking out. You start wondering, well, if I don't leave now, can I leave? You know, is that option going to be there for me? Because nobody knows. It's really unprecedented. Um, my mother-in-law is, is in our house right now, and I, I don't think anything like this has happened in her lifetime. And so nobody knows how to prepare. So there's just a lot of doubt, uh, alternating with some fear, some panic. And today feels more settled than yesterday. Today feels a little bit more, okay, the world didn't end. Things are normal enough. Let's continue. I got a couple weird different things. It's like, I'm wondering, we've all, we've all been in stores. It, it's panicking. And for some reason, toilet paper is disappearing. And we're wondering, 
you know, is this going to be like this for a week? Is it going to be like this for two? I mean, at some point, do people realize that there will be toilet paper to buy in a week? You don't have to get seven packages of it today or there is fresh food. It will keep coming. Uh, but, yeah, there's a panic edge to it. And, and I'm curious about that. And I don't know. And, you know, you're hoping family members stay safe. You're hoping, you know, our staff stays safe. I'm trying to make sure of that uh, and and cover things as we go. But also, I, uh, I was telling Ethan before, we drove to the Mission District yesterday, and you wouldn't even think that anything different was going on. It was crowded. I couldn't find a parking space in the Mission District yesterday. And I love the Mission District. That's my, which where I go to eat. Uh, and So what were you doing? I was going to go try to you know, patronize some of my favorite restaurants. I was going to buy like three meals and I couldn't find the parking space near one of them. So I just went to the taqueria that I liked best. It was open and, you know, I know where to, I can park there. I always know, but I, I wanted to go like to do to two or three different spots. And there's, you know, within a mile of in the Mission District and I couldn't, I could not get a parking space, literally. And I had a, I had a muni bus behind me honking at me as I was looking for parking spaces. So it felt, and people were in lines and I got a little, it was like watching them. Some I looked into some of the restaurants and it was so crowded. I got a little, you know, it felt a little weird. So you have those two different things. Maybe the Mission District's just def- different. I, I don't know, but it, it was like you go to a grocery was store. This? Was this yesterday? This was yesterday. Yeah. But Mission District, you probably have a lot of millennials whose parents yes. are across the country, and so they're not really worried about. They're not really worried about uh, afflicting dad or grandma or grandpa it's very abstract and so they're going to do and you what also have to come, do and you also have people there who are just there right that's yeah. where they are and they're not millennials or not whatever they're just there and you're just going to be walking around it really was surprising to me uh i just wanted to get you know go to three different restaurants make sure that you know i'm, I'm patronizing them in this tough time and get out and i could only go to one and, you know, I guess I could have gone to more if I really, really tried to, but I didn't. That that felt there. Yet there's restaurants around me that are close. Absolutely close. Dumpling time, Ethan, close. Oh, uh, no. And, yeah. But, you know, I understand. I understand this. It's, you know, it's an interesting decision that, that people have to make. Uh, Starbucks is open. I, you know, you, you, it's just kind of the, these things that you kind of just see and you note and society is reacting in different ways. It felt it felt good to see people around, I guess. I mean, not to see that many people around, but that that there were still business in operation, but also was a little like, wait a minute, should we all be out here? Yeah, so I'm with Ethan with the prep. Uh, we, we spent yesterday kind of just getting stuff, making sure we had everything we need for the hunker down. I think we ordered a pizza to pick up from the star on Grand in Piedmont. And that joker was bustling. It was crazy. I was like, yeah, this is, this is nuts. Like, people aren't getting it. Uh, but I was in, I was buying school supplies for Sharon when uh, when I got the, Julian is the one who sent me the message about the shelter in, in place. He was like, geez, are you all right? And I didn't know what was happening. But you could, you could sense, it was like everybody got that same message at the same time. Because I was out getting stuff. And then all of a sudden, everything got a little more frantic and a little more panicky. And it was like, oh, y'all, Julian must have texted all of y'all then, right? Y'all must have all got the same message. (laughs) Not me. me. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, it's it's just weird uh, watching people 
Like some people, it's a it's a mix of overreaction and no reaction, and and nobody knowing what the proper reaction is, right? The people the who proper are... reaction is not to take all the toilet paper. I do have the toilet paper cheat code. Uh, less in our post-apocalyptic society, kind of in the way in prison that cigarettes are currency, toilet paper becomes the new currency. Then you, well, that, you then you wish you would have gotten some toilet paper. I, I found a new currency that's way better than toilet paper. By the way, <laughs> the sleeper. You know, there's no toilet paper, but you know, there's mounds of in the stores. Baby wipes. Mm. Get you some baby wipes that we wow. just stocked up on them. I'm telling you, secret right there. <laughs> That's surprising uh, to me. Yep, yep. I have only been to Safeway and back in like the last six days. It's kind of getting a little strange. Um, it's more tense there, I guess. It's how, I guess, mass hysteria works where you guys mentioned the toilet paper. I wouldn't even go going into the store thinking about toilet paper. But once you see like, uh-oh, that's like, is that the, uh, you know, uh, I guess item I should be worried about? So um, I don't know. It, it's strange, but mo mostly I'm just living in like this internet Netflix world. I was... Uh, with my fiance last time, we we're just playing Jeopardy um, for a while. It's just you're just trying to find ways to pass the time. Sometimes you're really into the news, and I want every single piece of information. What's going on in Italy? And then sometimes I'm like, you know, I need to get my mind away from it all. Um, but at the same time, I'm just in the house the whole time. I'm just wondering, kind of, uh, just generally, it's a, it's a, it's kind of existential question. Is this? You think this time? Let, let's say it's five weeks. It might, might be on the short side, but let's say it's five weeks, and we're halfway through week one. Is this going to go fast in our minds or is this going to go slow? Are we going to come to the end of five and go, wow, that, that was, you know, whether it was good or bad, it was fast. Or are we going to say, man, that was the longest five weeks ever? I'm not sure because I, I feel like time generally goes fast. But maybe I think that because it's we're going weekend to weekend and game to game or work or family and there's always something. So our minds are occupied. I, I'm just wondering if it's going to feel like five weeks, six weeks, seven weeks is going to go fast or not. I think if you got kids, it's going to be slow as hell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> be like, yo, I'm already tired of my daughter. Yeah. Well, there's that. And I also think in a situation with more adrenaline, you just tend to take in more. You tend to remember more. And when you remember more, it feels like time went slower, like near death experiences, like somebody falls from a great height and they feel as though they see it all. What's been strange is that we at the house have been trying to watch a thing or two on Netflix. And now all I see, you, you might be going through something similar, are people interacting in a way that we can't interact anymore, where you see these crowds, where you see people hugging, where you see them shaking hands. I'm now hyper aware of what used to be normal interaction that oh, we can't yeah. do anymore. Oh, when you see on TV, yeah, that oh, exactly the same. I mean, I'm seeing even clips from three weeks ago going, what are you doing? What's it? Don't hug him. Uh, or even like just sit somebody sitting next to each other, you know, no question, no question. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I do feel the human tendency is to at some point standardize it in our heads. Like this is our new reality. Now there are, you know, a finite number of things that we can do. There's a finite amount of, you know, patience we have for all these things. But I do feel like, like we're what, about a week into it, you know, it, from, the, the go bear news and then the cancellation that really was the start of it i think we'd all say that six was thus yeah that was the start of it so yeah we're six days tomorrow will be will be a week um i think it's gone relatively fast but we'll see i mean it, it, it might be slower for other people it might be really slow for some people but uh and maybe i'll slow down for all of us in a week or two when we realize that we got four more weeks of this 
We might have six more weeks of this. We might have eight more weeks of this. I, I don't know. I, I, I wonder what sports people are thinking generally. I mean, we've heard from some of them. I mean, the ones who are in a season, you're not. What do you do? What do you do? You, are you drifting? Are you moving on to something else? I don't You're know. Bored. The, yeah. the is, I, I might be writing on something on this, but just the basketball ops people I know are bored. <laughs> They're just so yeah. bored. And uh, it, one of one of them, a uh, longtime scout, he's a big baseball fan, and I sent him uh, because he likes the Keith Lawless uh, that, that we have at The Athletic, and I sent him one. And he just said, believe me, I've read it already. I am bored out of my mind. Uh, these are guys who are used to hitting the road and having a schedule and having to subsist on synergy and also the season being canceled, but maybe it isn't. It, it just seems nobody, this is the maybe one of the less important things. It's just interesting to see people whose lives are so routinized by the NBA. You see so many guys in the NBA retire and they come back to it because it's become part of their life to do that which is a very unusual life it's like being a very rich carny for some of these nba players um and they're 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 just going crazy they can't they can't deal with the disruption of routine in, in a strange way though like if we're like spinning it forward i think there's going to be such an appreciation uh just for life in general from everybody whenever we kind of get past this um but just from an nba perspective going to games like a regular season game, I feel like, you know, next season, especially early in the season, it's just people at the arena, I almost think are going to be like happier. And uh, there's just, I do think emerging from this will be like a lot more of a grateful mentality just for like the everyday things that I think we kind of obviously uh, we're taking for granted. Yeah, I agree. And I just say, you know, it was sports was the lead item that got taken away. That, that's what I think makes this one unique is that, you know, other monumental things, not that there's certainly, I, I can't measure any one of this magnitude in our lifetimes, but 9-11, let's say, that affected everybody immediately and it was everything. This one kind of was like, okay, once sports got canceled. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong about that, but I mean, I look, maybe it was different for people living in different places. I lived in, I was a high school student in San Diego, which is literally as far away as you could get in the continental United States from New York City. And I remember it was crazy. It was crazy seeing it on the news. Obviously, sports were disrupted, but we just went to school the, the next day. Like, everything was the same. Not, it, it, it did not change our day-to-day -day life outside of if you needed to fly somewhere, TSA is obviously different because of 9-11 than it was before. This is just such a massive disruption on a level just, I think, a mag an order of magnitude above 9-11, no no, which I was localized. 9-11 yeah. yeah, was, I was going to say, it's the only possible comparison. But you're right, they weren't closing stores in 9-11. You weren't worried about going downtown. You weren't worried about walking past your neighbor. Uh, and and you are now. So no, it's totally different. I'm just saying the difference. It's, it's all, it's the know, only There's a lot of differences, but yeah. Yeah, There's this no one, other comparison. There, it, the only comparison I can imagine is a war. That's the only, and and depending on where that would be. Uh, but yeah, it's, I'm just saying because this one, the sports things happened to be the things that were on our minds when it happened. That was the, the, the Gobert moment was not just in sports. It was for everything. And we saw everything that happened afterwards. And we've seen you know, what's the news? Oh, it's the Masters canceled. What's the next big news? Well, this is canceled. And wait a minute. Now, you know, the UCF is now 
UFC Are is now canceled. Surprised that they can't figure out golf. I, I think of all the sports, it seems like they could conceivably do that one. Is that they could? Is that um, they could. It's just a matter of I think it's scale. It's you know, do you really want to be putting on an event like that? And you're you're moving people around. You know, technicians, whatever, TV people, golfers. Uh, you're making them travel. They do it, but. Do you want to do that in in this moment? In this moment in the in the nation. Plus, why do they get to have all the fun? Every yeah. other athlete is sitting. <laughs> well, there the NFL goes. NFL's having their fun. That's the other weird thing for me. Is obviously yeah. the, the NFL things are huge and it's like lifeblood now. NFL. Yeah, well, you know, no, like, but I mean, it, I do I do agree with that. It's, it does feel selfish to say, but I appreciate the, the the diversion. I mean, I obviously I have to write, I have to monitor, I have to edit, I have to plan. Uh, and we're charging ahead on this stuff. This stuff is important for our clientele. And so we have the, the closed stores and we have the social distancing and we have the no games. And yet maybe on the most important team in, in what we cover, sorry, Warriors, but 49ers might be. It's huge. It's, it's just the huge normal stuff. Uh, that's the a NFL is in such a thing. sweet spot where it Perfect. can conceivably start again. It's it's a nice and if they're overtaken by events and they're overtaken by events, but people can can hypothetically think about sports starting again in the fall. And so they're in the. I feel sorry for baseball a little bit where just nobody seems to care outside of huge baseball fans. It's just they were about to start up in the spring trading and people are going, wow, NBA canceled its season. Wow. NFL free agency. And there, there isn't a whole lot of I know personally, I was excited to see this this very young, exciting A's team. And it, it's just whatever. <laughs> Maybe no baseball season. We don't know when this thing is going to happen or if it's going to come when it's going to come back. Uh, from the Warriors perspective, is this a benefit? I know they're they're a little stir crazy over there. There's a certain uh, member of the organization who's doing a lot more text than the normal. But, uh, not <laughs> I wonder who that is. I wonder who that is. But <laughs> from the Warriors' perspective, like, is this so bad that the season has ended? Uh, yes. depends. Like, you have to assure me that the draft lottery is going to be based on what it's traditionally been based on, right? You have to tell me it's going to be based on what the record is and that it's not going to get pushed to the next year or some other complication. Um, I think it's just financially, right? Joe Lacob is not Steve Ballmer. Right. He doesn't have uh, liquid, just tens of billions of dollars on hand. And they spent quite a bit of money on this privately financed arena in the most expensive city in the world. And then suddenly it screeches to a halt. You're not getting the gate at the end of the season and you're not getting the concerts additionally. And so I just think from a financial perspective, it's probably uh, probably devastating. For the Warriors. Spin that forward too. We're talking about an altered salary cap probably next season and however much it gets lowered. Like the Warriors are locked into these huge deals and maybe just like the percentage of the salary cap might, I guess. They got to waive the luxury tax, right? Will that I mean, lower they... Steph's like max number if the salary cap is lower just because it's like supposed to eat up a certain percentage? I mean, the, those are the questions that I'm sure the NBA has to figure out. But like the Warriors were expecting to be way in the tax. They told us that, you know, that they were going to go way in. And now dealing with the financial stuff and the current that you're talking about, Ethan, and then spinning it forward, like that is something to watch. I mean, we're talking about a team. I know that they, they said it was strategic, but they just ducked the tax. Yeah. So, um, well, there's, there's other issues. I mean, look, I don't, I don't want to bring this up too speculatively, but 
it's not out of the question that they might have some legal ramifications for playing the games um, under acknowledgement that there was an increased risk and maybe, maybe not. I mean, that's something you have to, we don't know. We don't know how many people are going to come down with this. I, I, I think this is not a good day in Warriors land is what I'm saying right now, but maybe they weather the storm and things work out and they end up benefiting for some reason. But I think this is just because their lowly season has been ended prematurely does not make this good for them. It's really bad for the NBA, which is not good for one of the biggest NBA brands. Yeah. yeah. And, and let me add this just for fear of any future texts. Um, I, I do think they were under the guidance of the NBA. And mm. uh, I think the criticism can be spread all around. But uh, if there are going to be liabilities, uh, I would say the NBA is that you can't, you can't just cancel a game if you're a member of the NBA. The yeah. NBA has to cancel the game. I would, I would agree uh, with that. It's got, it's got to come yeah. from the top, but it, yeah. it could. What I'm saying is there is the potential for a big old mess. That's There's what I'm a potential saying. for a lot of things. There's no question. But um, I do think your point about them, you know, they extended themselves to get this arena built. They extended themselves in order to have this cash flow coming in. Uh, now, their debt service isn't crushing. I, I, it's a lot less than I thought it was. And who knows whether all these things are going to be demanded by the loaners because there's going to be across the board a cash crunch. I mean, there's just fewer transactions in this world all of a sudden, and, and it went off, a, went off a cliff. But yes, this is not the year you wanted to open an arena like this. This is not the year you wanted to have all these fancy concerts booked. This is not the year uh, for any of this. But it would be bad no matter what. It would be bad if they were still at the in Oakland. Uh, this is just an unprecedented moment for everyone, and we don't know what the exact consequences are going to be for them. Basketball-wise, uh, you know, not horrible, but they'll have to deal with it. They have other issues, but uh, I think the financial part of it is we're just beginning to understand. And when you know Rick Welt said tens of millions of dollars being lost. I, I don't know if that's specific to like just basketball, but yeah, when you talk about it, you look at what they could be losing. It, we're talking maybe 30 to $50 million. And that's if it, if it only, you know, if it comes back next season and we don't know for sure when, if, if the season next season is even going to begin on time. Yeah. What they need is a, is like a great next season. They need 41 home games, a non-shortened season. They need people yeah. might be so hungry yeah. for it. that Oh no, it's going to be lit next year. You know what else they need? Play. They need all those restaurants to be built on time, which, you know, I assume construction's kind of now being delayed because, you know, I don't know, but can you work on, on those? Yeah. I've heard like, some of my friends in construction, they say they're, they're not ramping down they're they're continuing to build yeah so. right down the block they're still doing construction up down the street from my house like yeah i mean i you? guess it's it's a gathering of i don't know you get 20 construction workers or what's the limit at this point in san francisco 20 25 i think yeah 24 50, construction 50, workers 50, in 50, each place yeah. i guess it's 50, 50 oh, actually yeah yeah, I guess uh, there's an open question, too, where the orders come down, the CDC guidelines come down, and there is this question of what is the enforcement mechanism? That's why they're calling it a recommendation and not a, a mandate. Yeah. Because how do you deal with enforcement? And what do you do? Put people in jail? You can't have people in jail. It's like <laughs> Gavin Newsom wags his finger at you over Skype. I mean, what's the what, what happens? Uh, I guess we're going to be learning that going forward, but... Yeah, I think that there are a lot of industries that are flouting 
the recommendations because they feel what are you going to do? I think it's an order, right? I don't think it's a recommendation. I think it's an order. Well, the no, CDC's no. was a recommendation. Yeah. And then the San shelter Francisco, in place. Yeah, and, shelter yeah, the in city. place is an order. Yeah. yeah. These are orders. Now, whether they're going to, you know, they're not going to jail people, but they can come to the restaurant and say, you must close if they feel it isn't restaurants, but whatever we're talking about here. But uh, I think. Nobody in the NBA knows for sure. Nobody in baseball knows for sure. Nobody in hockey. No, I mean, even in the NFL, they're going business as usual, but they don't know. And I'll just say, Ethan, you mentioned salary cap or someone did. I don't think they're going to go next year. Like, let's say there's a 30% drop in revenue this season. It's possible, right? No playoffs. It's possible. I don't think they're going to just go, okay, 30% drop in the salary cap. You can't because then the contracts you've already signed are completely going to destroy you. Uh, I think what it's, you know, every team too. Every yeah, team. There's, there's the give backs, you know, there's, there is a fund where the players escrow where players have to give back money if it hits a certain percentage or goes over a certain percentage. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff like that. I just can't see them saying, you know what? You thought that salary cap was going to be 115. Now it's 90. I, I can't see that happening. It may be some tweaks, maybe some allowances. But I can't, they can't do that. Basically, it would have to be the reverse strategy of smoothing. Remember when they had the salary yeah. jump and, they, and yeah. they wanted to smooth it so bad? And, you know, we've kind of learned later they probably should have smoothed it with all the disaster that happened in the 2016. Call it, call it cap, cap sheltering. Yeah, yep. there you go. <laughs> no, no. Whoa, wow. Wow. They want to flatten the. They want to flatten the the line. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you, yeah, you can't do just one hit. I don't. I don't. I, I think there are mechanisms in place that you don't do that. Uh, plus, if they start up next season, the revenues are going to go right, kick right back up because the TV deals kick right back in. Uh, the you, theoretically, the 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 box office will be the, will be similar or the same, or maybe even more as we're talking. So I can't see it just go, okay, by the way, you thought Steph's was going to be 20% of the, of the deal or 30% of the deal. Now it's 50% of the salary cap. I, I just don't see that happening. I got a question. I got a question, probably mostly for Ethan because he loves this stuff. But do you think emerging from this, we were talking about like the different appreciation that people will have for the league, for their lives in general. Do you think coming into next season, let's say they have it on time or even the playoffs this year, but if, you know, with Katie back, with the Warriors theoretically back, do you think the rate this will like spike the ratings even more? Just like there are just going to be more people like, wow, NBA is back. I appreciate it more. I can't wait to watch. I think so. I mean, it's it's hard to know. Some of it depends on the timing. If this wraps up relatively quickly and then we've had a few months of NFL, uh, it's a little bit different. But yeah, I think there's going to be hunger for it just to have it taken away. Uh, hunger is the best sauce, they say. Um, I mean, that, that sandwich feels, in, it's just, it, it tastes incredible. It tastes better than French laundry, regardless of whether or not Tim is paying for it. Uh, after a long hike, after a long, like if you go for a 12 mile hike, it's absolutely delicious. So I think there's going to be that demand. And with the Warriors theoretically back, uh, it's going to be really helpful. And I just can't, I can't wait until we just have fun things again. And a lot of this is behind us, which it hopefully will be. There's one question that's kind of a next level is you might have like 15 things all in the same period because they've all been out. Right. I mean, is baseball going to wait until, you know, like baseball might have to go and then and have their World Series in November and football starting, by the way. And you might be backing up the big golf tournaments and the big horse races until then. And what if the Olympics backs up? And by the way, you've got NHL still going on. It, 
there's some belief that there could be a jam up, but I think every one of them will get viewership because there will be pent up. No question. There will be valuing things that we don't have anymore. And the first NBA game, if it's like you, you, you slap on Steph Curry versus, you know, the Brooklyn and Kevin Durant, I, I think it'll do crazy ratings. Uh, but I'll just say there might be a, a jam up of events of leagues because they're all waiting and they all want to get back in whenever they possibly can. We might get Bucks magic in the first round in the Lakers practice facility. <laughs> like, that would that would be uh I think who was it? Sounds like it's on the table. Saying, yeah. Greg Popper was saying uh they should do the playoffs like an NCAA tournament. It's just one and done. Yeah. And just have all the teams go to one spot and yeah. kind of play them out that way. Yeah. It's just one one and done it. That it's going to have whatever whatever happens seems like it's going to carry a bit of an asterisk if they did it if they did it in such a grand departure from how it's usually done um at but, what point should they just say you know what 1920 that's a wrap like we're just going to cut this off and start afresh I think they're going to wait a while I mean I think they're going to wait till June to make that decision I really think they want to they want to conclude this and they can always you know we've seen these things floated they can back up the next season to what everyone, not everyone, many people yeah. suggest they do anyway. Start starting Christmas. Starting Christmas. Right. Yeah, so 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 play. You can possibly play playoff games until September, possibly. It's interesting. Uh, the N- the NBL, the Australia League uh, finals were just canceled uh, mid, and they it was in the middle of their finals. Empty gym. They were doing an empty gym, and they canceled them. Um, so it seems like the atmosphere is one of just not not wanting to chance anything, um, anything at all. I was reading, uh, it was a good, interesting story by Jonathan Gavoni, I believe it was, on ESPN last night. He's, like, really tapped into, like, all the international basketball. Like, China, who in yeah. uh, Korea, they're, like, re-emerging from this crisis, obviously, right now, and they're trying to restart up their leagues. And I think it was, I think it was Korea's league. I, I'd have to reread it, but, like, they, they're having games in empty gyms and, like, trying to, you know, restart it that way. And there's been a couple scares already. And like I was, there was quotes from players in the league talking about like, we need to shut this down. So, hmm. I mean, the NBA even given a potential restart date and even having trying to have a playoff game, this it's not going to be like a, a soft environment to come back to. Like it's going to be a, still kind of a sketchy situation if they really try to squeeze it in the summer. So again, it, they're going to wait a long time to officially cancel, cancel the season, but it's, it's going to be a really tight fit, even if they try to get it. Yeah, you're going to get the people, like, after you actually deal with the point where you can now play, now you're going to deal with the very same thing that makes people take toilet paper in, in, in bundles, <laughs> right? It's going to be this fear of, is it clear yet? Should we be playing right now? And who's playing? The, who's going to play the Utah Jazz? Absolutely. Here's the thing. Bruce Arthur made a great argument for Rudy Gobert being an accidental hero. I thought it was a is a great point because people are saying about Gobert, he's done. He'll never play again in this league. Adam Silver has to be so enraged at him for canceling the season. But everything was going to get canceled anyway. I think we can see that now. This was going to be a tsunami that was going to sweep across everything. There was no preventing this. It was only a matter of time. And if that's the case, then Gobert, perhaps, through being a jackass, to be clear about it, seems to have gotten the NBA and other sports leagues to do what needed to be done quicker and therefore mitigate some of what's happening. So... Should he really be scorned? <laughs> that's the that's the rhetorical point, and that's all fair and fine. 
You don't think there's going to be players who are going to say, I'm not playing against that guy. <laughs> they think he absolutely just on principle or they think he's absolutely. got a dormant, dormant well, Corona. And also, but and, and by I don't way, think they liked him very much anyway. To be yes, honest. yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. If if this was uh, Quinn Cook um, or I'm trying to think of the pot, like PJ Tucker, it'd be like, ah, you know. <laughs> so we wanted we'll to sign see. some autographs. <laughs> this joke will follow him forever. People will play against him. In, the, in this league I was talking about, though, they were ha- they were taking temperatures of these players and referees before the game started. And in one game, the referee tested positive for a fever. They had to, like, shut down the game. So, like, that's the type of stuff I see yeah, potentially no being issues. No, or, or media people or TV people. I mean, you know, this is this is not just for basketball. This is the way it's going to be everywhere. But this, this stigma is going to attach to him in part because of just how a lot of players already felt about him, I think is the Marcus point. I think that's true. He's like the lead of the 30 for 30 documentaries, like the Rudy Gobert night. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's going to become the, you know, front line of his Wikipedia page, the, the most memorable thing in his career. That's just what he's going to have to live with. But people will play against him. That yeah. 500,000 didn't fix it? Mm-hmm. His reputation? Nope. nope. I, I don't think so. It's been a I rough think... go for Rudy. You know, they were teasing him about crying about All-Star. And, <laughs> and now this, like, I just don't think he's a very popular player amongst players. So I just don't think that's, I don't think he recovers from that. I'm not saying he won't play again, but there's going to be people who have something to say. There's going to be people who buck back against it. And, like, will he ever even play for the jazz again like yeah he's deep at the player of the year he's good he's good he'll play i mean people will make fun of him and they'll be sniping behind the scenes and after a jazz warriors game draymond will be in the locker room laughing about something about rudy gobert but he's good and he's gonna play for the jazz again because he's the reason their defense is really good i think and we've seen this happen on on other levels a lot of it will be how he handles it and if he doesn't let social media and this level of scrutiny destroy him and some people are susceptible to that and they can't get away from it and they keep trying to make it better and it's like being in quicksand or it's like uh it's it's like whatever metaphor you want for the more you struggle against it the worse it gets i think in a way he needs to just go on not address it keep going not care make it boring, make it the past. But he might be one of those guys where, because it's on social media all the time, he's going to keep trying to explain his way out of it, and that's just going to be gasoline on the fire. Like the flip side of like, oh, social media, go, they're, they're making fun of him. But now there's already this like, well, we need to sympathize with him. And he's going to get so many stories about, you know, uh, he, I mean, not only just like the idiot hero aspect, but like, look what he's had to deal with. What was your experience like, you know, knowing that you shut down the league? Like, it, it'll be fine. Again, he's going to have five blocks in his third game back, and the Jazz fans are going to love him, and Mitchell's going to be out there high-fiving him, and people are going to be like, NBA basketball's back. What's cold-blooded is we don't even know if, if he's patient zero. What if it was no. Christian Wood, right? I mean, <laughs> that that how many players have been tested is, is an open question, and what authority does – uh, the NBA have to just test everybody. Um, and how, know, how do they get all those tests? How do they get all those yeah. tests? Uh, yeah, yeah. And how and, do, how and do at they at least 116. Yep. Yeah. Like they like took up the 60% of Oklahoma City supply that night uh, of, of tests to, to test everybody there. I assume there's going to be more tests. That's a whole other conversation. But yeah, our, our, once they get to playing again are they going to have tests ready are they going to be monitoring fevers uh we'll see i mean you know i'll I'll go cover it but 
there's going to be something in the back of my mind, you know, and there probably be something in the back of people's mind when they look at me, because we're all going to be looking at each other. We just don't know. And we don't know if it's like, you know, having some of these doctors said this. You better not be cough out. again on this show. TK. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, I'll the, hold off on that one. And, and I was trying to make this point as just like a little insight into what an NBA game is like behind the scenes. This is, I mean, it's the type of job where you could be a pretty powerful patient zero maybe not Rudy because Rudy's not the most social of players but I mean you are getting weighted on hand and foot you are physical you are interacting with just so many people because you have a very high status job there's a reason why we're seeing some celebrities and high status people get this and you know one wonders if this happened elsewhere in the league and we don't even know it and we don't even know where it went and who knows? What I'm thinking about is, uh, does Steph do his Asia tour? No. 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 <laughs> but, there but, is... but then you kind of need to be back out there promoting your shoes again, right? Like after, because yeah. he just released a shoe and I, nobody's buying that shoe right now, right? So it, it's business so bad that you kind of have to do these things even if you might not want to. Well, it's it's safer in China right now than here. I mean, if we're just yeah. but yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's the idea of flying around. It's just yeah. that that idea of gathering yeah. people and moving them from place to place, I think, is going to be on hold for a long time. I mean, whether things get going again, it's just that idea. That's why I think the, I mean, Ethan, I think you're the one early on this. The Olympics are done. I think the Olympics are done. You know, the idea. I, I actually yeah. got an email about that the last time we said that. We were like, the Olympics are done. They were like, you can't say that. <laughs> like, yeah. somebody emailed me talking about how crazy we were. That seemed yeah. like such an easily rescheduled event to next summer, too. Like, even if I was Tokyo, I mean, obviously, you put an absurd amount of money into it and you don't want it to uh, be canceled until you absolutely have to. But if it's just in 2021, I mean, that's fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I they're don't saying know no. They're, they're, they're saying, saying no. You, know? you can't do that, right? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, listen, even if they were trying to do it, you, you, all the trials are done. All the, you know, just trying to gather the athletes to try to promote it. That's done. Um, trying to get the TV in place months in advance. That's done. Uh, I, I think I'm on the Ethan boat. Ethan was here three weeks ago. It's done. The Olympics are not happening. They're going to look to move them a year, and but maybe not. I mean, the way they're talking, like they, they either hold them when they hold them or it's they're not. Or it's done. Yeah, they're saying, yeah. like, we just skip it and go to the next one. I would assume they'll try to put, have it at least next summer because, like, Tokyo put a crazy amount of money into it. And I, I think they'll want to at least reward that just committee-wise. Maybe we just need to pare it down to the sports people care about this time. Maybe that. Maybe that's what they need to do. Beat volleyball. I want to see... I want to see... Here's what I want to see. I want to see a 100-meter dash with like the the lanes just six lanes separating every runner <laughs> so, this is the olympics yeah <laughs> that's that's what i want to see i want to oh. see a very just a wide track tokyo's got to build a wide track so we can see the 100 and the 200 um and, and you use the olympics you use the olympic flame just to burn all the uh, yes. bacteria kind yes. of thing and kind and of... i don't know what sort of stuff they need to put in the pools to make sure is there can they, can they just swim the uh, can they swim their relays in a vat of hand what if sanitizer? chlorine? What if chlorine kills the coronavirus? <laughs> I was told that it didn't, but maybe somebody can get on that and come up with something. Um, look, maybe there's a way to really just reduce it down to the sports people are are the most into. And who determines that? 
I'm, I imagine that would be you, right? Yeah, it would be me as dictator. Dictator yeah. of the Olympics, yes. It's the sports Ethan cares about. As yes, long as yes, curling yes. is on your list, buddy. Curling would not be in the summer games, however, by the way. Facts, huh? We winter. <laughs> <laughs> There's, we're watching the NFL free agency continue, and it's, it's odd because they can't even do physicals to seal some of these trades. Can the NBA have a free agency? Is that out this year? And if so, like, how does that... What can the Warriors do? Can they even identify players I just, at this point? I just have no idea what the mid-level is going to be. I have no idea what it even means right now. Uh, it's going to be $12. That's... <laughs> can you get Joe Harris for $12? Well, they, they can have it if they cancel the season and decide that by July, right? You, but you can't have it if you still want to have the playoffs. Yeah, like they're going to back. Time. I think they're going to back. They're going to back it up. I mean, why not back it up? It's going to be what's... like a two-week frenzy period, huh? They're going to play the playoffs and then. They've done this before, though. They remember the lockout yeah. seasons. You know, yeah. They've done this. This is not out of completely out of precedent. Uh, By the way, say, hey, it already is super crunched. I mean, like the NBA Finals in like June fifteenth, and then the drafts like June twenty fourth in free agency. Like it, 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 they already do it in a really crunched time period. Well, they've got plenty of time for the moratorium to decide the numbers, right? They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't need a week for that. I'm curious how this impacts the draft, just because it's such a Eurocentric draft, and now they can't scout any of these guys outside of Flow Sports. They're just gonna ban international draft picks. Just like just <laughs> <laughs> we don't know enough. We don't even know how to pronounce Denny, uh, Avija, Avia. We, we, we can't pronounce it. We, we haven't met him. We're done. We're not trying. It's going to be the, the return of the draft is stashed this year. The <laughs> yeah. draft won't really feel that different, though, because we'll just see 60 picks. Now, there won't be as much prep beforehand. And, I, you know, you can't really do these, like, draft night trades if the season is, like, in limbo still. But, you know, it'll feel the same. Like, hey, they picked a guy that was projected to be – a top 10 pick here. I mean, behind the scenes, you're right. I mean, I it's, it's a lot tougher. If one of these Euro picks found his way to the United States before everything got shut down, he could probably help his, uh, help his status. Just being able to meet with teams. That's my theory. I'm just, oh, it's a good thing that Joe Lacob has been all in on a draft and knows every player. Right. So he could just, mm. he, he's already done the homework. Joe yeah. Lacob and Ethan Strauss. They're the two big two on this. I'm curious to see on the nfl draft coming up like how that is held like that might just be somewhat of a blueprint for the nba it's a, it'll be a studio event you know it'll, it'll just be a studio event and whether the players are there or not who knows but just here's here they are here's where they draft there you go and well well here's john gruden on the t on the you know on the video screen talking about the player i think it's gonna be something like that nfl draft i bet gets crazy ratings i would watch yeah. it tonight like if it was yeah. on tonight and i'm not oh, usually yeah, like yeah. oh i'm gonna yeah. watch the nfl draft but i would i was just wondering if based on the situation could the warriors get their hands on a player who now might be affordable right or a player that they wanted but they didn't have the money to pay for and now he might fit fit under what the warriors can afford because the money's gonna be less yeah, Rudy I don't Gobert think it's gonna is... be like. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> can, they get, can they trade for Rudy Gobert? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be an interesting one. No, I, I don't. I just don't think the numbers are gonna be like that. Mt. I just, you know, it, it's all gonna be relatives. Everyone will be in the same relative spot. So whatever you could have afforded previously, the number might be less, but you're gonna be in competition with people whose numbers are less also. So I just don't see it th that happening because these numbers are scaled out for a reason. And one, you know, act of God that changes everything. It isn't meant to say, okay, by the way, now, you know, all the numbers are wrong. So we can't, we're going to operate in a, in a barren wor world 
you know, free of rules. There still will be rules. There'll still be a structure. It might be decreased here and there. Everyone will have the same rules. I think the tax line, will, you know, it's all going to be relative to the way things have been set up now. I, I just don't think it's going to change dramatically who you can and cannot get. I, I really think they're going to try to avoid that. Maybe they can get Serge Ibaka. That's the guy I'm looking at. Serge Ibaka. Yeah, I'm, I'm big on I'm big on Serge Ibaka. If he somehow falls to their price range, I think that's the perfect type of guy. A rim-protecting, decent jump shooter that can play alongside Draymond. I don't know. Like, he probably won't fall to their range, but, you know, what you're talking about, Marcus, I don't, who knows right now. Oh, man. So does the trade exception expire if this season? Yeah, so I, I kind of wrote about that a little bit yesterday. I mean, I'm curious. I assume the NBA will push, you know, if they push everything back, you push trade exceptions like that back. But technically, it expires on July 7th, so. We'll see. They're not to the level. I've talked to a few people, like, you know, trying to get an answer. It's like, that's, that is like 120th on their checklist right now. That thing ain't getting spent anyway with all the money they lose. Well, you know, that's another, that's another point to make. Hey, cashing that thing in. They they will no longer pay 60 million for Thaddeus Young. Is that what you're saying? Maybe they spent too much on the Purell we saw. Maybe they should have scaled that back. <laughs> it was hand sanitizer all over Chase. You can sell it now on eBay. Just don't used. just don't raise the price. That homie uh, in Tennessee tried to do yeah. that. Now he's stuck with fifty thousand dollars of hand sanitizer. Like a genius. <laughs> so uh TK, um we're free from writing, right? You are not free from writing. We are still writing for our customers who are subscribing to us for content. We're writing. Now we gotta be creative and we gotta be thinking through things, but uh, we're still writing. We're writing interesting things. We're still we're going to talk to people. We're going to do as much as we can. We're going to write some things like from our favorite player. I might have contacted you guys about that. We still want to provide interesting things for people who want to read about sports. We're still doing it. All right. Well, we got to get to it. Uh, next week, we will be back with something interesting to talk about. Creativity. Creativity. Uh, Slater, you'll be back with us, right? You're not You're not ditching us? You ain't got nowhere to go. You'll be on. If there's an old school Thunder game involved, I'm definitely uh, you know, <laughs> oh, sad about there, it. There just might be. All right. Until next time, Quarantine Plus Minus. I'm Marcus Thompson, Ethan Strauss, Tim Kawakami, Anthony Slater, producer Tanika Smothers. We are out. Let's go find some toilet paper, people. <laughs>